0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Darian Smith. Guys, UAB faces off against the Rice Owls this Saturday night uh, to begin Conference USA play. Darian, I think we got a little revenge on our hands after what happened last year, after after being a... Uh, w- w- what did Bloomgren say? We were the bully? Is that, is that what he said?
1: Yeah. You remember seeing that quote? Something about... <laughs> Finding a way to beat the bullies, and they, and then he preempted it by saying, "Can't wait to next year, you know, so we can welcome 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 them to our arena, and you Ooh, know, something about bullying us. Try to find a way to beat the bullies again. And I don't know. He said they bullied us. That's all I really remember.
0: Here, here we go. I, I pulled it up. This is Steve Irvine tweeted this during Conference USA Media Days. Uh, this is Rice coach Mike Bloomgren on UAB. Quote: They were the bully. They were the ones we tried to find a way to beat. We went to their place as a big underdog and knocked them off. I'm super excited to bring them back to our stadium and beat that bully again. Now I'm not sure he said it that confidently when he said that. But
1: no. Hey,
0: hey man, if this doesn't get get the guys ready, I don't know what will. Like,
1: yeah, a, I want to come on, like, to like make that statement, kind of like what it's just. And I get it, you know. I, I think he was trying to like inspire some you know, uh more confidence and they and they are a better team in my eyes, you know. Um so it was one of those things to where to show the coach has, you know, how much confidence he has in his players. And we were, you know, top two CUSA team and he's aiming for the top. So but sometimes I get it. You you say you you walk what you talk and all of that, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes you gotta you gotta watch what you say and who you're saying it to. <laughs> I'm telling
0: you, man. it doesn't sound like you know what, what what has he been calling it? Intellectual brutality. I think that's what his slogan is down there at Rice. Doesn't doesn't sound really smart to be doing that. But hey, we'll we'll take it. That's a that's locker room material right there. Right, um, but
1: right.
0: but hey, before we get into this uh, Rice preview, uh, I do have a couple. We do have a couple of quick things to share with everybody, and this is just stuff that uh, Coach Vincent said Monday morning during his uh, presser. Uh, Shropshire is going to play Saturday at Rice, so Shropshire will be back after uh, just missing one game to his one game to suspension because of a violation of team rules. Um, but also good news: Kobe Dempsey is going to be good to go Saturday, so it'll be great to get him uh, back out there in the secondary uh, to, you know, just add some more depth to that secondary and the back. Um, now, bad news is that I don't know if Kyle Harrell is going to be able to make the trip. Um, as I mentioned uh, in the Georgia Southern recap, he wasn't a boot during that game, and Coach Vincent did say that he's only at about 85%. Um, so he's probably not going to be able to make it out uh, to the Rice game. But hey, that's okay. We've got some uh, some guys, you know, that can come off the edge and put pressure on Rice, and UAB will definitely have to put pressure on uh, McMahon, their quarterback, this Saturday night. Uh, mm-hmm. But but again, UAB does uh, face off against Rice. Um, hey guys, I should have led the show with this. If you have not bought a Blazer Victory Podcast hoodie, what are you waiting for, man? The
1: it, fall fall
0: for? is here. It's hoodie season, ain't that right, Darren? You know, cooler weather is coming, so it's it's hashtag hoodie season. So
1: hashtag you know, hoodie see- season, cool cool gear for the cool people in the cool weather. Come that's on. right. Hey.
0: Hey, and you might as well buy two of them because if you got a girl, you know, your girl's going to be stealing it. So you might as well go ahead and get two <laughs> one for you and one for your girl. So, and... so
1: even, even if y'all break up, you know, <laughs> right? Okay, you know, she didn't keep your hoodie, you know.
0: Right, and if you do break up, make sure that she still listens to the Blazer Victory podcast even <laughs> after that breakup. Uh, but guys, seriously, yeah, storefrontier.com slash BlazerPod. You can just click the link in the podcast description, and that will take you right there. And that just helps support us and helps get the word out about the podcast. So definitely, if you haven't done that already, go ahead and do that. But let's let's talk about Rice, Darian. Um, so the game is Saturday night, 6.30 p.m. Central Time. It'll be televised on ESPN+. Plus. Like, like you mentioned earlier, Darren, I mean, this is a good rice team. Like, I, I mean, you know, normally, I mean, obviously we can't take them lightly after what happened last year, but um, I really do honestly think this is a good rice team. You know, they're coming in two and two. Uh, they've got losses at Houston and at USC and wins over uh, Louisiana and McNeese. But I mean, I, you can kind of take away that USC game because I mean, that is what it is. But that Houston game, I mean, they let it have 14 to 10 and they, Honestly, I had multiple chances to win that ball game in the fourth quarter against a yeah. really good Houston team. I mean, if it wasn't for what what was it a late like strip sack scooping score with mm-hmm. a couple minutes left that caused them to go down by 7 with like 3 minutes left, yeah, they they really could have won that ball game in Houston. And it like rewatching that whole game, it it's honestly like Rice controlled that whole game up to the end.
1: Right. Rice did a good job uh, with that team. Rice is a um. I would say this. Rice is a team that doesn't have any glaring weaknesses. They're just a. They are a solid team all around. I didn't. They probably aren't. Don't have that special standout talent, but they don't have the the. Oh, you know we're gonna attack this area. I mean, of course every team is gonna have their weaknesses, but I'm what I'm saying is is it's not glaring. It's right. not, you know, how. Georgia Southern has so many um, strong points and weak points, they're more kind of balanced all around. So I, I kinda I like I like what I um see from them um overall.
0: I agree. And okay, I guess we can just start by looking at their offense. So obviously Rice in the past, they've always been kind of a ball control offense, like slow it down, bleed the clock, keep your, keep the opponent's offense off the field. And I mean, they're still kind of that. I mean, I think they still do lead the conference in time of possession, but with this year, Darian, just watching a couple games, what, you know, watching the Houston game in its entirety, and but getting a chance to look at some of the Louisiana game, some of the McNeese game, um, I'm not going to lie, I didn't watch any of that USC game because that was on the Pac-12 network, and I do not get the Pac-12 network, so I didn't <laughs> even try to watch that game. But looking at these other games, man, it looks like they are so multiple. Like la- like last year, they would get into their jump. I mean, they get in shotgun some last year, uh, but it was mostly just eye formation, uh, slants. But this year, like they're getting in shotgun a lot more. They're giving a lot of empty looks. They're giving a lot of five-wide looks. Like they and they can still go under center like they did last year and go power eye, especially on short yardage situations. You'll you'll see them getting their jumbo uh package, um, especially on the goal line too. But this year, like I, I think it starts with their new quarterback, TJ McMahon. And this is a junior, but watching him after a couple games, Darren, he almost looks similar to what UAB saw a couple weeks ago with Van at Georgia Southern. Like he just honestly looks like he has that gunslinger mentality and you can look at his stats, eight touchdowns, but seven interceptions. I mean, but well, would you agree with that statement? Just kind of studying their offense.
1: I do. Um, so what I saw and I really more so paid attention to that Houston game really. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so they, they are multiple, but they are very, very similar to Georgia Southern in, in being that, they love the timing passes. Yeah. Georgia Southern got the ball out. Trees got the ball out really quick. So it was, you know, you get you get the ball off quick, and it's all about timing. To where I think the difference being that Georgia Southern really looked to explode on you, you know, they, they kind of use it for, you know, you know how we do. It. When we run the ball, we kind of possess, we control the clock, control the tempo. They do it through passing and through timing. So they're mm-hmm. a lot like Georgia Southern, but they don't attack downfield as much. You know, they kind of keep it methodical. But they they do just like as we will, we'll we'll run, 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 and then we'll throw it down, throw it downfield. They will do the same thing. Yeah. Very, very dynamic receiver in uh McCaffrey. I think the difference is. I like Georgia. I like Georgia Southern's offensive line better, but I believe Rice has better weapons. They have. I think they have more dynamic weapons, starting with Luke McCaffrey, number ten. Yes. Um. I don't know. I don't know how long he's been there, but it seems like he's been there forever. <laughs> he has. <laughs>
0: I mean, like he's been there the last few years, and I that what they did this past offseason, and. Uh, you know, maybe Matthew Bartlett from the Roost can uh, tell us a little bit about it, too. In a few minutes, we'll roll our interview with uh, Matthew Bartlett from the Roost. You know, he does a great job covering Rice. He's been doing it for years. Um, but what they did is they told McCaffrey that, look, he, he's going to have to switch from being trying to be a quarterback to just a straight wide receiver. And that is what he did this during the offseason. season. And you can already tell, man. It it <laughs> he's got 26 catches for 323 yards and three touchdowns, and they are not afraid at all to chunk it deep to him. And he came up with a couple clutch plays in that Houston game. I mean, you know, just just watching that film, number ten McCaffrey, he is a stud. But they've they've got another couple. They've got a couple other good wide receivers. Um, I, I do agree, though, with your statement um, in regards to Georgia Southern in comparison to uh, Rice. But, hey, Rice has got a couple dudes. But it definitely does start with number 10, Luke McCaffrey. That is the number one wide receiver that UAB is UAB secondary is going to have to watch. Um, but also, hey, Bradley Rosner, uh, 6'5", 204. He's got three touchdowns as well, uh, 13 catches for 278 yards. And Isaiah Esdell, um, he's a senior, 6'2", um, 201, 17 catches for 219 yards. Um, so definitely – Rice isn't going to be afraid to chunk it to one of these three guys, um, but definitely UAB is going to have to key in on number 10 because it seems that McC- McMahon, uh, their quarterback, kind of does like to kind of go with his first read, and he most of the time he is looking for McCaffrey to see if he's open.
1: Right, yeah, I think I think we can utilize um, a lot of the, the style of the, of the game plan that we had last time. I'm mm-hmm. saying I wasn't really impressed by their running game. No. Um, yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah, yeah they they there. can run the ball. I like number one. Number one, the running back. He's um more of a speedy guy. But um, they're running. I don't know the official stats on that running the game, but it wasn't it wasn't nothing to call home about. I do believe they're a good goal line running team. Like once they get down in the goal line, they can kind of come off the ball and they 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 do their jobs. But you know, I would make them prove that. Hey, you're gonna have to run it down our throats. So I drop those linebackers like Tyler Taylor and all those boys. They did a good job of getting in those passing lanes because they love slants. They love. They have. They run this. Yeah. They run under. Uh, I believe it's Tuiasosopo is their offensive coordinator. They they love to run like uh, it's like a West Coast style offense. And so it's like mm-hmm. a lot of formations, but they love sending guys drag slants, whatever. They hooking up. It's all over the middle. They're going over the middle, but they do have number two seems like to be the, uh, their jump ball guy. But I, I believe in our corners when you try to do stuff like that. Like we got corners that match up with your dynamic, and we got safeties that can be over the top of number ten. And I don't think you can just jump ball our guys like that. We, you know, but um, but they really love to hook up over the middle and they get a lot of uh, yards after catch. That's what they do. Um, they get though they like they like to get those guys in space and they like to see if you're playing man to man all right, you're playing man-to-man. We're going to drag. We're going to pick pick some guys off, drag them across, and we're going to gain 10, 15, 20 yards after the catch. That's how they get down. I think the way you stop it is kind of like exactly what we did against Georgia Southern. <laughs> right. the it was, it's like you can't. It was like we had a steady guy. Even though Georgia Southern ch- tried to chunk it down field way more than Rice will try to, I, I was encouraged by seeing our coverage over the middle. We – we locked that down for most of the game and we had them when we forced them to run the ball on us. I believe Georgia Southern is a better running team than Rice is.
0: Yeah, and you yeah, let's just go ahead and talk about that. So their rush, uh their rushing attack this year just hasn't really been good at all. At least through four games. And uh their their starting running back Ari Broussard, he's a junior UAB saw him last year and in, in the game in at Protective Stadium, but I mean, this is a guy, he, he's he got 60, he's rushed the, rushed the ball 60 times this year, and only has 160 yards, so that's about 2.7 yards per rush, now he does have 6 touchdowns, but all of the, if not all of them, at least 5 out of 6 were goal line situations, so just like Darian said earlier, they love to run the ball on the goal line, so you'll see them getting that little jumbo tight formation, and just try to smash it in uh, with Broussard, but you look at the houston game in particular this past saturday houston has one of the worst rush defenses in the country and rice could only muster 90 yards total and that's running the ball 25 times so about 3.6 yards per rush they really they they couldn't get it going um and i know i noticed you said earlier you like number one um also they do have a uh, Jacksonville State transfer, Uriah West, who UAB also saw, uh, I believe, last year in the Jacksonville State game. But Broussard is definitely their number one guy. Um, so look for them to give him some touches early on. And UAB's just going to have to be disciplined. Um, like like Darian, mm-hmm. you just mentioned, uh, you just have to be disciplined and don't let any big passing plays get by you. And I thought UAB secondary did a fantastic job on just limiting the big plays and really not letting those wide receivers from Georgia Southern get behind them. So, you know, if they can just limit McCaffrey and Rosner, I mean, I I like our chances this Saturday.
1: Yeah. I really, I really like our defense against their offense because I think we are so much more disciplined than we are. And we are, I feel like our defense is stamped. We certified, you know, we've seen what Liberty is going on to do. Um, you know, against Wake Forest and, and the likes of teams like that, and uh, we've seen what Georgia Southern has done. Man, we we put clamps, we put clamps on them. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know they had Demario the Douglas and they had Salter. They had a lot of dynamic players, and we were disciplined. We stuck to the game plan, and you, there was nothing they did to get us out of what we were trying to do. That's that's what I like m- about this team the most. We stick to the plan. Against Georgia and Southern, we had those three down linemen. We sat back in that soft zone. We made them. No, there's not going to be. You're not going to trick us and get a shot downfield. Because it's hard to beat this team going 12, 12 plays, 13 mm-hmm. play drives. You're, it's, it's hard to do that against our team. So if we stay disciplined, I don't see too many people being able to move the ball. We got so much depth and we we're, we're proven I believe in our guys. It's hard. Those guys, they started running the ball, Georgia Southern, in the second half. They they got it going. But a lot of it was one big chunk play. But um we were stopping them with three down and two linebackers. Like right. <laughs> and, and that was a good that was a good offensive line we were going against this this team, like I said, I do believe they have better receivers but even looking at the left tackle, he seems susceptible to me. Um, like, their offensive line is not what Georgia Southern was. Like, Georgia Southern were world beaters, but they were sound. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I look at offensive line play, and I was studying, and, and I know number zero from Houston. He was a good player, that defensive end. He was, he was really good. But he was beating that left tackle like a drum. Yeah. Like every play. And I'm just like, man, like, you think, I mean, to me, like going against our front, we've been very stout up front, and we know how our linebackers and our secondary got down. I just think that if we be disciplined, stay in our lanes, um, McMahon has that gunslinger mentality. Make him pass all the way down. Make now nah, okay. First down, get another one. Get another one. He's gonna give us opportunities, just like just the same thing we said about Van Trees right. applies to McMahon. He'll give us those opportunities, and I think we'll be able to get pressure. So mm-hmm. I think the opportunities for us to get turnovers will be there. And I think that'd be the difference.
0: Uh, I definitely agree. And, and Darian too, like looking at what happened last year in this matchup where UAB lost 30 to 24, really this, you know, they, they threw the slant passes last year with Wiley green. Um, he killed us with those slant passes all day long. Now granted TD Marshall did get hurt uh, very early on in that game. And so did Debo got hurt in that game as well. Um, but you look at a couple of things from that game, rice was five of five converting on fourth down. So they went mm-hmm. for it on fourth down five times and got off. And that's something that fish McWilliams, you know, in the press conference Monday morning spoke about. And that's something that they're, they're talking about, you know, prepping for this game. Hey, we have got to get them off the field, when we have chances, you know, we've got to put our offense back on the field because rice They'll love to grind it out, like you said earlier. Get a twelve-play drive, milk ten minutes off the clock, and just you know keep our offense off the field. Um, but our defense is going to have to, you know, they'll give up some plays. I mean, it happens. But we just can't. We can bend, but not break. And I, like you just said, we did a great job against Georgia Southern um, in, in doing that. Um, now, the second thing that really hurt UAB in this matchup last year were the penalties. UAB,
1: penalties. Oh my God. <laughs> ten
0: penalties for 108 yards last year.
1: If you recall, wasn't that game, didn't we score at the end of the game? Oh, uh, yep. We won the game, and that called it back because of a penalty. like
0: Because of a holding penalty, yep.
1: We, discipline-wise, last year, we probably had to be in the bottom ten teams in discipline. I don't care what nobody say. We got flags like like oh, it yeah. get, I,
0: th- but, I think we were bottom five on one of the most penalized teams, if not the second most penalized team if i if I recall correctly last year,
1: man, penalties at least cost us two two games, at least two mm-hmm. games, um, but there is a big difference in this year team with discipline, like, like I said, i I just go back to our past the evidence is there in those in those um the Liberty. And the uh Georgia Southern game, like, yes, Liberty, we fumbled the ball, and now I mean that happened. That happened, okay. That 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 has nothing to do with discipline. You know what I'm saying? We just can hold on to the ball. But if I'm talking about our game plan and how we followed the game plan, and we didn't get we followed our game plan to a T. They didn't score off of none of those four turnovers. And then you know, Georgia Southern, you saw the game plan, you saw the discipline, and there was minimum penalties. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden you take a team that I believe is way more sound than last year. I just I don't see that performance from Rice. I I do not see that being able to be replicated. It's a way totally different offense anyway, but I just don't see them being able to do that to this UAB team.
0: Yeah. I I agree, Darren. Um now just very quickly uh looking at Rice's defense, I mean they they've got a couple playmakers, uh, Linebacker Chris Conti, the junior, six two two thirty six. He he's a guy that transferred over from Rutgers. He's leading the team in tackles with nineteen tackles. Um, other linebacker um, Myron Morrison um, has an interception and eighteen total tackles. So, I mean they've they've got some guys on the defensive side of the ball for Rice, um, and they've also got a really good defensive end who's already got two and a half sacks and seven tackles in Kuwu, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I mm-hmm. uh, probably probably didn't say that correctly, but I mean he's a really good defensive end. But that being said, Darian, I like our offensive line, and I think this is a great opportunity for our offensive line to kind of prove themselves again this Saturday night. Um, Now, now on the offensive side of the ball, we're going to have to be careful. This this Rice defense has forced nine turnovers through four games. Mm -hmm. Yes, nine turnovers. The only game they didn't force a turnover was their loss at USC. Um, but so this is a this is a defense that, you know, tries to create turnover. So they they might bait Dylan into some, you know, taking some chances. Uh, I think this is a great opportunity, though, for Dylan to, you know, show how mature he is in the pocket and how he's developed um, to be patient and trust in his wide receivers to make the right cuts when they need to make it and run the right routes when they need to make the, you know, make the right routes. Um, so that that's something that we're going to need to look forward to is. Can UAB kind of hold on to the ball and not give the ball over to that Rice, that stingy Rice defense?
1: Right. I think this would be a good, a good game to, to test them deep a couple of times. I think this would be the perfect game for that because the reason I say that is like, you know, um, you know, watching Houston, they were, they were decent against Houston. Their cornerbacks, their cornerbacks were better than Georgia Southern cornerbacks, but I don't I don't think they were on Liberty's level, but I think they're somewhere in between those two. Like their defensive backfield is solid. Mm
0: -hmm. I felt
1: like their linebackers were solid. I felt like the defensive line was solid. Like it wasn't they didn't stand out, but nobody there there wasn't a weakness to me to be like, okay, but I do believe they can be run against, like especially by us, because I felt like Houston's rush offense, in my opinion, wasn't very impressive. Like I felt like the the back was average, you know. I felt like the O line was mm, okay, and they was getting they was getting some movement. Um, but I think it'll be different. So, of course, I think we got two special backs, three or four of them, honestly. Mm-hmm. But you know, and then I think we got a good physical offensive line. They proved that game after game after game. They've always proved that. So this is a whole new beast that that Rice will be facing on rushing offense. Now, with that with that being said, they they're gonna know that too. Of course, um, I do, with especially with Shrop being back, I do believe we have the weapons to go over the top of this team, though. Um, they did okay, like, you know, against over the middle. I mean, sometimes they won. I mean, they they forced interceptions. I would like to go deep on those guys and just bag them up and then I think when we can score big plays and get that touchdown, I think I think we should be able to um, I want to see the offense take advantage of these opportunities this year. We haven't really been able to do that. We've been a beat off of those long passes.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: think this is a team that we can do it on. We just have to pick our shots, especially, you know, the single high. They're trying to stack the block. They're trying to run blitz us. They do blitz a lot. They blitz a lot and they like to force pressure. And you know, you know, when you try to blitz against the run, a lot of times that can cause creases. Mm-hmm. If you hit that gap wrong, or if you hit that gap and you get picked up and you get washed <laughs> out the way, there's nothing but green. You don't want Debo against <laughs> safety or or one linebacker. You just don't want that. But I think that uh I think we have our shots here. I, I really like our matchup overall versus Rice.
0: Me too, Darren. All right. Well, we can go ahead and get into our predictions. Uh so I'll let you go first. What, 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 what's your final score and what do you see happening in this game?
1: Okay, I always do my scores from mm-hmm. if everything goes right on UAB side. I just want to put that in. Like mm-hmm. if we if we if we are disciplined on defense or turnovers, get the run game going and pop over the top here and there. Like if if it if it goes our way, I would I would say about mm,
0: 34 17. Oh, so that's yeah. close. That's that's close to mine. I've I've got it 35 to 21. So that's that's really cool that we both see it being a double digit uh win. But I mean, honestly, like you study the film, Darren, and I I totally agree with you. I, I really do like the way we match up with Rice. Uh my keys to the game is number one, minimizing penalties, which we've get, done a good job up this far, you know, up to this up to this game so far in the season. Um, but Number two is get the passing game going early with Dylan, and I think we have to do that not only to bro Dylan's confidence, but also just so Rice will respect the pass game. Because I definitely see what you were saying earlier of them just playing one safety up top and kind of stacking the box and forcing us to throw it. So hey, get the passing game going early. I don't care if it's running slants, a slant, some dig, whatever. Just get get it going early. Wide receiver screens and make them force another safety up top and back off a little bit to uh, give us some cushion for the run game. Um, And number three is just limit Rice's big pass plays um, and force McMahon into some bad reads, which other teams have been able to do a good job up to this far in the season. You know, I'm forcing McMahon to throw seven interceptions, so I definitely uh, hope that UAB can get at least one or two uh, turnovers in this game. But definitely, like... The, the outlook looking at this game you know we'll we'll see if we can get it done but you know on paper and just looking at film i really like you know i agree with you i like the way uab matches up with these rice Owls.
1: yeah it's not it's not too much of and i don't want somebody from rice thinking like oh they think we're sorry it's not no but well,
0: this is a <laughs> good oh, Rice think, team. They, yeah know. this
1: is a good rice team what i'm saying is um you know sometimes certain people's styles are you know it's good to fight that type of team like One thing that made me nervous about Liberty, I knew that they had this big play offense through air and through running the ball with their quarterback. One thing that scared me to death about that was if they got up quick on us. Yes. And stylistically, you know, that style is very bad for us because then we're forced to be something we're not. Rice, on the other hand, isn't that type of team. They're not they're not they can have explosive plays, but they're, you know, a lot like us is, you know, but they just be, they, they are more methodical through the air. And we proved, you know, two weeks ago that well, almost two weeks ago, whatever, that we are good against methodical teams through the air. Like it was kind of set up for us. It was a methodical, a methodical team. Now they're more big play, but they did the same thing. They like timing. Mm-hmm. We proved that we can do that well, especially if you don't have the rush offense. That's the biggest thing, and they had a better rush offense than Rice did. That's why we are so confident in, in the styles. Now, of course, you have to play the game, and we're in. It, it's, a, it's a away game. We're not going to be at home. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I can pretty sure that Rice they're going to be rowdy over there, but. I just, I just think there's, like, a, a, a good matchup for us, and um, I think we can take advantage. I think we take the next step in our passing game. We've been getting better each week um, from the players to the coaches. I feel like we've been getting settled in. And um, I think we just have good players, especially on defense and that defensive backfield and linebackers. I just just think that we're pretty dominant. Um, I think we're the best in conference in those positions. So we'll see.
0: Definitely. Well, guys, well, without further ado, I will go ahead and roll our interview that we have with Matthew Bartlett. Welcome back, everybody, to the Blazer Victory Podcast, where we are pleased to be joined by Matthew Bartlett of The Roost, founder of The Roost. You can give The Roost a follow on Twitter, at The Roost. Matthew, how are you doing this evening, buddy? I'm doing great, man. It's another week we get to talk about football.
1: Oh, yeah. yes.
0: I'm all for it. <laughs> Yes, well, thank you. You know, you came on last year, so we definitely, you know wanted to have you back again this year. and it, it was kind of crazy. like right after we recorded our preview episode last year, I feel like that was when the news about the us both going to the AAC broke. <laughs> so it was kind of cool. Um, and definitely glad that uh, you know, Rice is uh, coming along with UAB to the American Conference next year. I, I know both programs are, excited to, you know, get this last year in at Conference USA, but even more excited about kind of turning the page and moving to a bigger conference with the American next year. Do you you get the same sense from the Rice program?
2: Yeah, I mean, everybody is obviously excited about the move, and I feel like there was a lot of buzz, especially going into the season, you know, had some stadium upgrades, new fancy jerseys and whatnot. And at this point, everybody is kind of like, I feel like – almost push that out of their minds. You know how you know, every football mm-hmm. coach is, you know, we're just worrying about the next opponent and, you know, <laughs> go 1-0 and this week. And I'm I'm sorry to any Rice coaches or players listening to this. But you know what I'm talking about. So we're into the grind. We'll get back to the AAC next year. But I think, yeah, everybody's pumped. And uh, onward and upward is
0: the goal, right? definitely oh uh, yeah, well you talk,
2: uh, you, know,
0: you, uh, talk about, you talk about those uniforms though darren did you get to see those uniforms that i think they wore against uh mcneese those nasa uniforms did you get a chance uh, to look at them
1: i didn't i didn't i didn't check out the mcneese game nasa uniforms Man. Oh, no 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 go, i saw those go circulating i saw them circulating on social media okay you guys taking the next step listen you get nasa uniforms <laughs> We won't be on Stadium and Facebook too much longer. Look at Thank that! Thank
2: God. <laughs> it was pretty cool. I mean, it was like it was it was a literal collaboration with NASA. Wow. <laughs> they were helped work on the uniforms, and they I mean they were making the rounds on Sports Center and Game Day and everything else. And I feel like there's so many, so many schools have done like the alternate uniform at this point that you're just mm-hmm. kind of like whatever. Uh, this was like, and I'm just talking about in football in general, like Rice fan or not. I'm like, this was one of the coolest uniforms I have ever seen.
1: It was yeah, it, just it, legit. Right. And it's cool to to think outside the box. And, and, you know, a lot of people collab with Nike or Under Armour. And, you know, you get the the same thing over and over again. But I've never met. This na- is to right. Collab, right. To, with with NASA? With NASA, That's crazy. right. It was yeah. the 60th
2: anniversary of the JFK speech. Go to the moon, which happened at Rice stadium.
1: So there awesome.
2: was a, a connection, but yeah, pretty cool. And they won, so I'm just and they didn't wear a new <laughs> new helmet this past weekend when they played Houston. They're two and zero this year wearing brand new
0: helmets. So I'm talking Wait, to well, guys, but they're not wearing any new helmets uh, this Saturday, are they? Are they the old I, ones? Too? I cannot confirm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, Matthew, obviously, you know Rice coming off of a heartbreaking loss to mm-hmm. Houston, thirty four twenty seven. Darian and I were both able to watch that game what is the just what what's your sense of just the overall team morale coming off of a robbery close? Really? Really? It feels like Rice should have won that game. It seems like they had control for the most part, but what's just the team morale. What, what's your sense of the team morale coming off of the loss?
2: I mean, I think everybody's fired up and, and pretty angsty because they feel like they should have won that game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of like you mentioned in, and it's been interesting this year, just big picture for Rice, because y'all remember the game last year when Rice went to Birmingham and, and beat the Blazers. It felt like Rice did.
0: Wait, that happened?
2: Every, that happened? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just had to bring <laughs> it up. But, but in that game, y- y'all will remember, it felt like, I mean, Wiley Green completed, I think, like 94% of his passes yeah, in the second on, half. Uh, they had a big defensive play. Uh, great special teams, it, it, like a big return. It felt like they did everything right, and it was still a down to the final whistle possession game. Like they did everything right, and there was just barely enough to win. Rice right. won, but it wasn't. It wasn't just like dominant. W- when Rice their past couple games, like USC is a top five team, and they had three pick sixes off deflected footballs, which was just. Mm. Bizarre. So you throw that out, but you talk about the McNeese game, the Louisiana game, the Houston game. Uh, Rice's offense has just been really, really good. The defense has been has been dominant at times and playing so well. I mean, these are two games. Rice was double digit underdogs in both of their past two games against Houston. Mm-hmm. I think at the 17 and a half points was the final line. Uh, and I oh, believe wow. it was 12 and a half against Louisiana. Right. And Rice beat Louisiana outright by 12 and lost by a a score. I mean, it was a tied game, five minutes left in the fourth quarter against Houston. So I feel like this is a team that is playing really good football uh, and didn't get a good bounce last week. But I don't think that is worrying them too much. I don't think they're feeling too down on themselves. And especially when you look at Conference USA, this is, you know, uh, anybody can win against anybody kind of league. Right, you know, maybe right. too cliche, but yeah, I still they're they're still feeling pretty good. They're bummed, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to say that you know the non conference game, you know, quote unquote, didn't count. But I can tell you they'd rather win conference
1: than than beat Houston. Right, right. So you said, um, I heard you say defensively, you guys were dominant in certain stretches. Um, what is it about this defense you feel that's allowing you guys to be dominant in certain stretches?
2: Uh, so a couple things. I think we all felt really good about the the front four coming into the season. Uh you got Kenan Inichu who's getting looks from NFL Scouts. Rice he's has a, a really good shot to break Rice's draft streak. They haven't had anybody drafted um at seven, eight drafts now, I think. So he's the one that they're they're counting on to do that. You have Debrain Carroll who's been, you know, just a, a game wrecker uh PFF all-freshman team uh, two years ago, and he missed last season uh, with an injury. They're just so deep up front. Uh, Isaiah Floyd, Blake Banish, like just so many guys that are causing problems. I mean, you go back and look at the pressure they were able to get against the Louisiana pocket, uh, just collapsed, never had time to throw. They did really well up front. A, a harassing Clayton Tune in the Houston game. So I think the front four, the pressure they're able to bring, Josh Piercy off the edge, they got so many guys where last year was like, well, we got two dudes that we feel pretty good about, but we have to play like four or five. Uh, now they have four or five, but depth is just so much better. And then I think really what has been the differential piece, you add that to their corner plays. Uh, you have Sean Fresh and Jordan Dunbar, and then you got Gabe Taylor back at safety who can kind of do a couple things i think they finally have guys that and especially this will be very very interesting watching them how UAB wants to play these are two guys that that you can put on an island and say hey just own your man cover your your portion of the field and you can trust him to do that i don't think Rice has had more than a guy maybe the past couple years that they they can just say hey we're going to leave you by yourself don't lose and they have guys that can do that this year so you had a pass rush to that and it's just a unit that is that is really well rounded
0: and and also Matthew that defense it it's forced what nine turnovers through four games is that correct oh is it that many (laughs) because because they had what five against McNeese I think um four or five
2: that's helped, and it, it's been. It, what's been interesting is so Louisiana hadn't turned the ball over in seven games
0: mm. when
2: they came into Rice Stadium, uh, and Rice picked them off early and kind of set the tone of that game. Yeah, it was, I think it was five against McNeese that had a couple big ones. They had a big turnover against U of H. Uh, they have been after a couple years of not really forcing turnovers. That first forced more this year, but it's been in the moments. It, they've been really key moments, whether it's in the red zone or kind of stopping a drive and getting the ball back. It, it they've come at a, a, the right time, which sometimes I think is, I'm gonna, not not going to turn down any takeaway. Right, you'll, you'll take the right. ball, but sometimes it's it's those key ones that are the backbreakers. I feel like they've gotten a better knack for doing that
0: definitely and I think the only game that rice hasn't forced to turnover was the USC game but obviously I mean with that being you know a top 10 opponent you can you know throw that out um but what what do you attribute that to is that just kind of what you were talking about earlier just better corner play or just was it the the linebacker tra- can't transfer from Rutgers uh, Conti is it him stepping up or what what do you attribute that to because I mean nine turnovers through four games I mean that's it's kind of unheard of <laughs>
2: I think it's been the rush. I think it's been mm-hmm. the front four, being able to to get to the quarterback, impact game, impact plays, and just kind of like the balls get put up in the air. And when you have talented players on the back end and you have balls that are not thrown well or thrown to where they're supposed to be, that's when problems happen. So I think that's been something in years past that the rush hasn't been there, so they've been able to get a, a couple turnovers because, you know, ball pe- – ball bounces off a receiver's hand or somebody puts it on the deck, but I think just the fact that there's there's less time for opposing offenses to do things right, it just leads to mistakes and that's that's really been the most noticeable, noticeable thing.
1: Yeah, so I think with you know that being said, I think this is gonna be very interesting stylistically. Um because as you know, we love to run the ball and we have a capable quarterback of going over the top. And I can kind of feel like you said um, you, you have guys that you guys feel comfortable with on the island out there. So stylistically, I'm I'm interested to see how this game is going to go. Um, it's, I believe that you guys maybe send an extra guy, maybe drop a safety to try to stack the box. Well, what do you think about that?
2: I actually really really like how rice the rice defense matches up against UAB.
1: Oh, we were it's... just saying the
2: total opposite.
1: <laughs> 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 That's crazy.
2: That's interesting. Yeah, no, I, I, and and I think we've seen it in years past. Like I, even from what I've seen of UAB so far, like the the scheme doesn't seem to have changed that much. It's going to be run the football and take the deep shot, right? Yeah. And we saw the, the game in Birmingham, and what was it? Uh, was it 2019? The monsoon it lasted like five five oh, hours to three and in the morning or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that one the, the, in that game. That's, I look back. I think UAB had touchdown passes of like three touchdown passes of like sixty plus yards uh, in that game. Like it was it was bonkers. Uh, you be looking back at last year and there weren't guys running free. And I, I don't think that you know U, University of Houston is you know known for having an explosive offense. They have a great quarterback. They have Tank Dells, an All American wide receiver. Uh, he did beat, uh, got behind one of Rice's third corner, not not any of their starters, and had a 40-yard score. And that was the longest play Houston had all day. So I don't, I'm not really worried about the vertical passing game from UAB. Um, and I think that's contingent on the running game. And one of the things that Rice has been really good at the past couple of years is shoring up those running lines. So I, I know UAB is going to, going to be able to move the ball on the ground uh, a fair amount, but the strength of this defense has been the front four and they've been good at stopping the run and they've stopped UAB on the ground, uh, you know, last year and years before. So I I think this is a, I'm more concerned. uh, You watch what happened to rice against USC, a team that has speed that's going to spread the ball out and attack vertically. Uh, We saw the rice defense look its worst, obviously against Caleb Williams, you know, probably a future NFL quarterback, Mm -hmm. But you go the other way against Louisiana, against a a team that wants to run the football and do things like that, and it was a a dominant performance. And I think UAB's a better team, I think, than Louisiana. But I think, yeah, (laughs) but but on that scale, but I think they play a style of football that fits better with what the Rice defense is built to stop.
0: Um, Matthew, you're looking at the other side of the ball for Rice, their offense. I mean, you know, you spoke earlier um, about how – Really great! This offense has looked so far in this season. Um, well, you know, minus well, even the USC game, I feel like Rice was able to move the ball. You know, on USC, it's just like you mentioned earlier, a couple pick sixes kind of flipped that game. Um, but do you attribute that to kind of the quarterback McMahon kind of coming in and taking over? Um, because you know, last year UAB fans, you know, got to see Wiley Green kind of tear up the UAB defense, running slant after slant after slant, and just killing UAB. Um, but with with this kind of gunslinger mentality that McMahon seems to have, like it it, has that kind of catapulted this offense to be more lethal and throwing the ball this year. So far,
1: you'd say.
2: I I think so to some degree, you know, going into fall camp, it was a, you know, one, a one B battle that that green won. I was honestly, I was stumping for McMahon. I kind of thought his upside was intriguing and I think we're seeing it right now. Mm -hmm. So I think he, he certainly helps. He's, you know, has shown he, he's only made the Houston game which was his third FBS start of his career. Wow. So he's a, he's still a young, young quarterback, all things considered. I mean, nobody's young anymore, right? With these COVID years, and yeah. everything else. I think this is his third year at rice, um, but young by, you know, experience standards, but, so, and he's kind of coming into his loan. He's he's shown some tremendous resolve, especially late in games. Uh, he threw three interceptions <laughs> against Louisiana that were just he did not play well in the first half, and then he came back in the second half and he you know completed like 20 of 26 for 250 yards and a couple touchdowns. Like was just lights out, and that that's just incredible maturity from him. But I think the the biggest difference, uh, a they have a, guy, a quarterback guy who's healthy, but uh, Bradley Rosner is back. This is a guy who was an All-Conference guy in 2019 before he missed the past two seasons. Uh, you have Isaiah Ezell from West Virginia who's kind of stepped in and become that that true third option in the passing game. And Rice has had a very narrow like one or two guys for like since bloomerin has been there for five years now. Uh, and then uh, the biggest difference is, is Luke McCaffrey. And you know when he came to Rice, transferred in as a quarterback we were gushing because this guy is you just go put on the film from him in Nebraska uh, he, he there's a play that i will never forget he made a wrong read on a zone read play against michigan and should have handed the ball didn't hand the ball keeps the ball and he looks to the outside and you got a five star blue chip mm-hmm. defensive end coming to destroy him point blank makes the guy miss and runs for 40 yards mm-hmm. i was like oh That's different. And now he's had back-to-back games the past two games, over 100 yards receiving. He's had three touchdowns. Uh, He's had a couple. He had one other touchdown come off the board because they ruled he stepped out of bounds. Uh, He is going to be, and hear me out on this, he is the best athlete that is going to be on the field in the game Saturday.
1: Mm. Oh, that's a, oh. I think, (laughs) not for what it's worth, though, going back and looking at the film, though. He's special.
0: Yeah, he is. He's, he's
1: very yeah, and, special. And, and, like, right. You can, he, you can
2: look at the from, like, and, you know. NFL yeah. bloodlines. His dad played yeah. NFL wide receiver in the NFL for a decade. His brother is Christian McCaffrey. Like He's playing on – like the, the field's not fair. And that doesn't mean he's going to be the most impactful football player. Like That doesn't mean he's going to change the game the most. But Bryce is adding that guy onto the offense. And when you put that guy onto the offense – Suddenly an offense that, you know, needed to do everything right last year to get enough points to win now can afford to not be perfect because you have a guy. I mean, I mean, look at Dwayne McBride. Like he's he's such a talented football player that it cannot be blocked right. And boom, it's a 30 yard play.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, if you have
2: a guy like that, the game's different. And Rice has that guy this year and they have they've never had him before under Bloom.
0: And and honestly, too, I don't think people realize how hard it is, you know, to switch positions like that, you know, to go from wanting to be a quarterback and all of a sudden being told, hey, during this offseason, you're going to be a wide receiver. And just to come in immediately and contribute the way, you know, McCaffrey has three touchdowns, 323 yards. As you mentioned, one was taken off the board, so really four touchdowns. And that just speaks, I think, to his athleticism um, that that he has
2: taken off the board. Had a oh, false wow. start that he was called. Uh, quarterback joked. He's like, I think the referees just don't understand how fast he is.
0: So he was <laughs> nice. called for a
2: false start and ended up uncovered in the end
0: zone. So two Whoa. off. The board. But yeah,
2: dude's special.
0: Wow. Well, Matthew, what's the latest on Wiley Green? I-, I know he got hurt in the USC game. Is he still going to be out for this game against UAB, or have you heard? Or yeah, there's there's
2: no timetable on him yet. But everything <clears> I've seen and heard, I don't expect him back anytime soon.
0: So okay, it's so, T.J. McMahon, mm, for sure. Got you. Got you. Um, well, just kind of looking at the Rice program as a whole, you know, heading into this last season, uh, you're two and two right now, uh, about to start Conference USA play. Um, let's just say, worst case scenario, Rice has another four-win season. I, I don't think they will. I think Rice can get to a bowl game. Um, obviously, I mean, they can compete for the championship if, if all goes well for Rice. But – I mean, is Bloomgren on the hot seat then if he doesn't get to a bowl game? Because this unfortunately, you know, it's it's looking at a rice program that hasn't had a winning record since twenty fourteen, which is crazy to think about. But I mean it, it, it feels like from the outside looking in, like Bloomgren has his blueprint and he's you know, he gets a couple good wins a year, you know, like last year the UAB win, twenty twenty, look at the Marshall win. Um but he just I, I don't know. Like if they don't get to a bowl game, do you see him Really kind of being on the hot seat, especially heading into a new conference next year?
2: Oh, absolutely. This this is do or die for for I mean, it is, and, and I don't, nobody's really disillusioned by that. Like okay. he was supposed to get to a bowl game last year, uh, and then you had a yeah, a couple overtime games and the injuries that ravaged the roster. He 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 got that extra year because if you, the roster is so, just so much more talented than it's ever been. And you look at how they were able to, like Louisiana had the nation's longest winning streak when they came into Rice's double-digit favorites and had it not been for like a, a bad decision on a screen pass that was taken back to a house, like the Louisiana, the Louisiana offense scored one touchdown on a drive that lasted longer than 30 yards. Mm. That's it. The whole game. Like it was a it should have been like a thirty-five to seven performance. It was much, it was much more dominant win than the score revealed. So yeah, Bloom can't get to a bowl this year after showing like because it's been there's been that moment right, but mm-hmm. even in those moments like the Marshall when they shut out they won a shutout game on the road twenty to nothing against a ranked team like that was that was as, as close to dominant as I've seen. They had five turnovers in that game which you know, you get credit, like you force some of those, but they also help a little bit. So, yeah, I think if if Bloom doesn't get to a bowl this year, especially with how good we've seen this team be, it's on the coaching staff for underachieving because the talent's there, and now they've shown that they can use it. And I think it's interesting, you mentioned, you know, conference aspirations. I mean, we've seen this league, like UTSA, like, struggled with texas southern this past weekend i think they're Mm -hmm. still really good middle tennessee has gotten blasted by james madison and now blasted by amy Uh, are they good i don't know like the winner of the uab game and rice game this weekend has got to be in the top three
1: Mm -hmm. i don't know what's going on with this league i can't tell you but have we ever I, I, I can't tell you who's the best. I don't. I don't really know because we all look good on, at certain times. Like I, it's. I, I looked at Middle Tennessee versus Miami. Middle Tennessee was the better team. I don't know if it was just for that game, but the they Miami couldn't stop them. Like number thirty six was it Pleasant? He was running it down their throats and was taking them five, six, seven yards down the field. I'm like, this is the better team. I. I don't. I didn't. I didn't think I was going to see that from Middle Tennessee this year. I I didn't think I would see you guys the way that I didn't think I would see you guys. Should have beat Houston. Should have beat them. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't expect it. You know. So I'm confused <laughs> about CUSA USA this year.
0: Definitely. Well, again, Matthew. Hey, thanks again so much for coming on the podcast again this year. And guys, if you haven't checked out the Roost go to at theroostcom or give the roost a follow on Twitter at the roost um, I I think they'll have their podcast up uh, Tuesday morning or uh, Matthew when do when do you think you'll have your the, the UAB preview pod up uh,
2: so uh, switching it up a little bit this year the the preview won't be on the pod but we will do a, a live YouTube show new uh, on Wednesday previewing that game so it'll be me and JP JP Heath uh, voice the owls we will talk uab uh, over the lunch hour so you can join in there right it's on the rice athletics youtube page uh, you can go google and find that one but yeah that'll be that'll be when we talk uab and then probably have we'll, we will have something after the game obviously covering that and then kind of some we always do some conference wrap-up stuff on sunday just kind of do a high level uh, what's going on especially once we get to conference play there could be some uh, interesting developments
0: definitely well again guys Hey, go to attheroost.com or give them follow on Twitter at The Roost. Matthew, thanks again so much for coming on. And, guys, uh, Darian and I will be back for a reaction podcast after the UAB Rice game to kind of talk about what we saw in the UAB Rice game. Um, But, Darian, you want to close us out, buddy?
1: Hey, Blazer Nation, let's bully the bullies. (laughs) That, that little bulletin board material right there i'm sorry matthew i had to throw that in but yeah let's ride